0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 506, recorded on September 30th, 2021. <laughs> Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation. A lot of conversation tonight. All for the average tech guy and yeah, I am your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here. Mike, uh, thunderstorms last night rolled through. They, they they woke up every... I mean, it felt like they were right here. Where it almost feels like spring, but it's fall. It's pretty great. Welcome to fall weather, right?
1: I love it. Yep. Heading down to the uh, Husker game this Saturday. And I mm. love... That perfect when when it gets this type of weather, I love like football. That nice cool spring kind of temperatures, but
0: it's fall, which is nice. Uh, I love it. Supposed to be played outside in, in the cold. Aaron, uh, Aaron Lawrence is with us. She's back. She's north of us. Aaron, is it winter? Have you gotten snow already <laughs> yet?
2: <laughs> it's always winter here. But no, no snow yet. It's actually, we had a little cold stretch right at the beginning of September and it's now kind of leveled off to be a beautiful autumn for a change.
0: Have you guys had any trouble with the fires and are you in that kind of zone? Is that, Has that been affecting you at all?
2: Yeah, it was actually a really bad summer for fires. And if the fires weren't burning in Alberta in the West, uh, they were burning in BC and the smoke was blowing across or elsewhere in the States and then blowing north. So we had quite a few, I I, I don't know if we call them now just smoky days where we never used to before. We had uh, quite a few this year.
0: Yeah. And of course, you're breathing that in. You smell like a campfire all day. You know, your scratchy throat and and all those things. So, hopefully, I'm hoping we're getting we'll get some some better weather on the west coast of both Canada and the United States. Put some of those fires out, and yes. uh, we can get down yeah, get back some better weather for you. Well, Aaron, thanks for coming tonight. I'll remind you that if you if you um, want to get a hold of the show notes, head out to theaverageguy.tv/hgg506 for this one. Big thanks to Ross Brand who joined us last week and brought a lot of information about writing and self-publishing a book. And so Mm -hmm. if you were, if you had missed that one and you're crazy enough that you want to write a book, uh, Aaron, have you ever written, have you written a book? You got a book in you? Are are you thinking about writing one? Any of those things? I
2: I think I could write a book. There's probably a book in me somewhere. I did write a play once, like a whole play from start to finish. Nice. Never been
1: performed, but I wrote it. What sparked that? I got. There's got to be a backstory to why you wrote a play. Uh, Let me see if I can make a long
2: and very weird story short. Uh, A friend of mine is a. (laughs) 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 We're down by the river. Yeah. Um. She's a playwright, and she is a great champion of women who write and women expressing Mm -hmm. themselves. So she knew we used to work together, and she knew my father used to be a soldier in Korea and challenged me as a bit of a project for Remembrance Day up here in Canada to put my father's story into action, to basically try and tell his story um, of what he experienced in Korea into something that could be, you know, more widely shared. So yeah, it it was a really cool challenge. It's a pretty cool story. I'm biased, obviously, but... Um, And it was a really neat experience writing something like a play, which I've absolutely never done before. Um, So, yeah, it was it was cool. Like I said, it hasn't been performed. Uh, I don't know that anybody would ever want to perform it, but uh, it was a really cool experience just to take part in.
0: Maybe we need to do a Home Gadget Geeks reading. Of it, there a table you know, read. A table read. And there you go. We could, I'm sure it's got a couple acts that we could do. You know, over there uh,
2: are but, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So well, you never know. So yeah. my dad, my dad fought in Korea as well. Oh, okay, uh, he, he was part of that as well. And so I don't know. I, I, that's all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting.
2: Well, maybe so, I'll have to send it to uh, you one day. We'll
0: have to. We'll have to look at. Well, big thanks to Ross. He he wrote and published his own book and got it on the Amazon. So it's a it's a if you're ever thinking about it and you want to know all the things not to do, this would, the last episode would be the one. He, he He says, Hey, I made, you know, I made some mistakes in doing this and learned a lot. So you can go back in and, and watch that as well. I mentioned it in the pre-show, Happy International Podcast Day uh, today, I think, I don't know, six or seven years we've been celebrating this and it lands on today. So for all the podcasters that are out there doing this each and every week or every month or every day or whatever they're doing at whatever frequency, uh, Happy International Podcast Day. And then, Stay, stay around. If you're listening live, stay around. Or if you listen to the recording, you might want to go out to the live page or get on Patreon. In the post-show, I've actually have some content scheduled for this. So I have a couple new cameras, a couple new webcams that I've been testing. I've been wanting better, better video. So we're going to do a live demo of some of those and what they look like. Sammy has a brand new iPhone. I'm not going to talk about it very much, but we'll talk a little bit about it in the, she got the 13 today that's out. And um, Jim's had some issues with his internet. So those are, that'll be coming up. In the post show, I'll catch you guys up. If you've been watching the video, you know uh, how bad it's been over the last couple of weeks. And getting Cox to actually do something about it has been a little bit of a chore. I mentioned this uh, early on. Erin Lawrence is with us, and she's back. Erin, uh, um, you are our favorite podcast host guest of all time. I'm just going to declare it. Welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks.
2: Thank you, guys, for having me back. Tell me you don't say that to all of your podcasts. I don't
0: guests. say it to any of them. I don't even say it to ah. Mike. I don't even really like Mike. Let's just be clear. He just shows up. <laughs> I'm just here. Apparently. I, I try to be Snap. mean to him. I try to be mean to him so he'll stop showing up. But, I, you know, I don't. You know,
2: Mike just, seems like the water off a duck's back kind of thing. It's like he'll he'll hear you out and then he'll just kind of shake his head and move on with his day.
1: Oh, for sure. It, exactly. That that implies that I heard him, whatever he said. Sometimes I'm not even listening. So
0: yeah, sometimes like, what do you think, Mike? Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> right. One second, you take a drink of beer.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, Aaron, I want to get started uh, right off the bat with some coffee. And you know, I'm a big coffee fan. The pandemic changed the way I consume coffee. I started perking it uh, on a on an yes, everyday right. basis. Yeah, So fresh uh, would would grind it. Um, you know, and perk it every day. I worked on different timing. I used my Amazon device for a brew for a, you know, a, a perk time and then a brew time. And that, you know, so then she'll tell me, hey, go. I wish I had an oven I could set to the, like, to the Wi <laughs> Fi. Cause I'd have it. I have kind of a recipe for making coffee now. <laughs> And a couple of years ago, and actually more, maybe like six years ago, Sarah bought me an espresso. And I think you've been, on your site, you've been kind of working through that. You know, when that, when that product first came out, I think it was advertised by Danny DeVito and, and uh, George Clooney. And it was, it was kind of cheesy. And I was like, it just didn't appeal to me at all. Right. Well, um when I started doing Ask the Podcast Coach with Dave Jackson on Saturday mornings, I was, I I would bring coffee down here, and I'd actually bring two, you know, two size cups like this down here with me, because it was a long show, and I needed a lot of coffee. Sarah bought me an espresso, in theory, to make coffee down here during the show, but those things are, they're not (laughs) that loud. Mike, you've got one too, right?
1: Yeah, they they are loud. They, I mean, yeah, they're pretty loud. <laughs> for some reason, that machine makes my dog so angry. Like my dog comes Ooh. over and just freaks out whenever we use an espresso. So I don't know if it's some pitch that the thing's making as it's spinning, but it drives him up a wall. And he's a the very older ones dog. have a buzz to it, don't they? Like a buzzing sound. That might be, I mean, mine, mine buzzes. Mine is loud. It's like, a, you can hear the, and it, it kind of buzzes. Yeah. Well,
0: they spin uh, first of all, when they're making the coffee, it they put a little water in, moisten the grounds first, and then they spin the, the actual, the you can kind of see you were showing a picture here. They spin those cups in there. They actually, yeah. the technology, they actually have some, uh, like a bar, bar code scanner on each one of the cups on the top. Do they have those? I only have the new um, you know, the newer ones, Aaron, do the older, yeah, the older cups have that same thing on them where the, no, the...
2: they don't. Okay. So you're, you're talking about the virtuo, which yeah. is the one that uses centrifugal force. And it's got those, they're a little fatter and wider and shorter cups. Um, those are newer. Um, those are within the last few years. Um, but the original pods are the other ones um, that you're talking about. And, That was kind of one of the reasons why I started reviewing all these Nespresso machines is because I had heard about them and I knew people that had them. And I thought, well, what am I supposed to get, the original or the Virtuo? And, you know, the Virtuo is kind of marketed as this better product. And, you know, it's got the technology in it because it's got these barcodes on the underside of the little pods. And so that was kind of where I started this little Nespresso journey, was trying to figure out, well, <laughs> which one should I try first? I don't yeah. even know.
0: Yeah. And I started right on the virtual uh, line. She she got me f- for Christmas, I think, one of those. And they were like 99 bucks. not terribly expensive at the time. They may be a little more expensive now. I'm priced them out. But um, uh, again, the idea was I could make the coffee down here at my desk, but they're so loud. There's no way I was going to be able to make it during the show. But they really do, you know, this was a company, Nespresso was a company started by a bunch of coffee snobs who really wanted to figure out a better way, I think, and in, in, in maybe even in a reaction to the Keurig, the, the popularity of the Keurigs of how do we make coffee that is still kind of instant, but how do we make it a lot better? And so when you compared the two, I, I'm super interested in the answer because I don't mm-hmm. know it. When you compared the two, do they taste different are there differences between the two as we think about because you can still buy both kinds right both both. yes kinds you can records.
2: both machines are out there both pods are out there mm-hmm. and in the testing that I did I mean there's so many different coffees available in both formats I didn't find one coffee's format to be better than the other I think they have there's something in the marketing of the new newer virtual machines where they do say, you know, it's a bit better coffee. It's more maybe single origin or what have you. But, I mean, I've tried probably almost every roast from the Nespresso original line. And I probably tried about 12 or 14 of the virtual line. There's some you're going to like and there's some you're not going to like. So for me, the coffees were kind of even. Like you're going to go through them all and try them, pick out your favorites. And those are the ones that you're going to order time and again. So on that side, it's kind of all the same. Sorry to break it. No, no,
0: no, 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 <laughs> it, it's no, that's good to know. I mean, so as you think about if I was going to, if I wanted to get, if I want to kind of upgrade my coffee, you know, in, in, a, and this is really a cup at a time. This is the great thing. <laughs> yeah. Like when I'm making perk, I'm making three or four cups of coffee. Right. And, this I can just throw one in, pop it in, it spins, spits it out, and I'm on my way. 7.7 7 ounces is kind of the size that I prefer. But mm-hmm. the the cool thing is, on the, on the virtual ones, it tells the coffee maker how much water to dispense. So kind of based yes. if you want, an, if you want an espresso shot, if you want, I mean, they've got really dark and stormy, and then they have some l- blonde and light uh, mixes as well. And that barcode kind of tells the machine what to do. It's pretty cool that way.
2: Yeah, it does take the guesswork out of it. And for that reason, some people might like it. But the flip side of that is if you're in the mood for an espresso and all the pods you have are for a full-size seven or eight ounce coffee, what do you do? Right. The Tech Gadgets Canada answer is, well, you can reprogram the machine or there's sort of a certain button sequence you can actually push and it'll just dispense however much you want. Yeah. But... You know, it's it's meant to be that set it and forget it thing. You put in the pod, you buy the pods that you want for the coffee that you're going to drink and then let the machine do the work. You're not supposed to muck with it. But I did.
0: Did you, did you find that was helpful or was just sticking with it? Because I haven't I haven't messed with it and haven't wanted to mess with it. And that yeah. seems kind of weird that I'm a tech guy. I always kind of mess with everything. But yeah. it works so well, I've just kind of left it, you know, let it do its own thing. When you, when you kind of altered the formula, at least as far as what the water, how much water comes out, did you get a better result or would you stick with, with, the, with the regular?
2: No, you'd probably want to stick with what's, what's meant to be. So if you've got a bigger eight ounce coffee and you try to just e- extract it as an espresso, it's probably going to be too strong. So, I mean, you can, it doesn't mean you should. And again, back to that whole thing that, you know, they want you to do this in a certain way and they've, they portion the cups in a certain way so that you're not, you know, it's exactly the right amount of coffee for the exact right amount of water that the machine is going to dispense
1: for you. So. I always actually scared yeah. <laughs> to to make any changes because I have the Nespresso with just the single button on the top, right? And I'm coming from Keurig where you could easily just say hey like with the same pod just make me a travel size mug or make me a small cup. And that's my biggest gripe about it sometimes is it makes such good coffee but I when I have my travel mug I'm like I don't care just pump some more water in there just give me more more liquid in the cup. Uh yeah. and but there's a sequence on the buttons one adjust your preference and it kind of saves it from my understanding. Yes. It's kind of like exactly. hey this is now your new preset. And I'm always scared that I'm going to set. I'm going to like dispense more for a travel mug, and then I'm going to go back to my regular morning coffee mug, and it's going to overflow. So I've never messed with it. I just need to read the directions because I know it's either it's either tap once or tap and hold just for a one time dispense me a little bit more coffee uh, into my travel mug. Which I, I you know it's it's one of those. I'm like I can't remember which one it was. Is it short press? Is a long press? Exactly. I,
2: I put those instructions on the blog. If folks out Perfect. there do have this issue, as to, to how to reprogram it. it permanently or temporarily adjust it. Um, TechGadgetsCanada.com, just search Nespresso. And I've got both sets of instructions there because I tried that and I wanted to know what it was going to do. And I also include the reset sequence in case you do
1: screw it up, Mike. I am going to save this article right now. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and Mike, have you cleaned your have you cleaned it yet? Have you put it on self-cleaning? Uh, I think it's 3. You got to do it 3 times within 5 seconds. I've done that once
1: my sister came over though. My sister is like the coffeeest of coffee people. Mm. And she's mm. like, Oh, you need to like, here. I'm going to bring you over some of the solution. And this is what you need to do because she's like, this is, you know, she goes, it's still good. She goes, but it's not, you need to keep this thing pristine. And so I'm like, okay, whatever you say, I kind of mm. just default to her. She's great. And she moved back to Omaha from Minnesota. So now she just lives up the street. So I'm like, Hey, come, come help me do that thing that you do with an espresso where you clean it really good. <laughs>
0: Aaron, in the, in the work, did you find a, did you find a, you know, a a style, a, you know, like, um you know, they, they have single coffees from different countries, Colombia, mm-hmm. Mexico, right? They have different flavors. They have like a chocolate fudge. They have like, right. I, <laughs> I saw pumpkin spice, right? On the, they've got some Ooh. of those. Um, they've got just straight, <laughs> a, straight espresso, straight, mm-hmm. you know, straight coffee, if you want it that way. Did, in all the work, did you, did you find a favorite, kind of a favorite go-to that you are you were like, yeah, this this could be my daily driver?
2: Yeah. I've got about half a dozen that I rotate through. I kind of have them on regular order. And I just found two new ones. It, one is called Café de Cuba. Mm. And the other one mm. is Congo. And those are two of the newer ones that I've tried that I'm like, oh, these might have to go into the rotation.
0: Mm. The Cuba one's yeah. really good. Hmm. You know, I, I, so I've, I've been kind of testing Colombia and Mexico. Uh, and, you know, I oh, thought, yeah. oh, I won't be able to tell the difference. And, man, I really could. Like, you know, you going back and yeah. forth every other day and, and kind of been like, OK, I remember this. And Mexico's got a little, it's it's got a little more flavor to it. It's a little more bite. It's kind of a little more bitter, which mm. I, matches my personality. So I thought, OK, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I really like that one. And, and then Colombia was a little smoother, not as mm-hmm. much, in, like, not as many interesting flavors going on in it, you know. Yeah.
2: Colombia is on my list, but I've not tried the Mexico, coffee. so I'm going to yeah. add
0: it. Yeah, Mexico would be a good one um, uh, to do. But, but I had been, you know, I picked a couple coffees early on, Mike. I'm going to ask you what you did. But I picked a couple coffees early on. Um, I, I used to make my lattes with it. So they have an, they have an, you uh, yeah they have an, I always want to say Nespresso. They have an Espresso pod that you can get that'll pump out a couple ounces for you and do it that way. So if you want really thick, dark coffee, but then I froth, and we'll talk about that here, Aaron, in a second, because some of these have frothers. The one I have does not. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for maybe two years, I made a latte every day off those things and rarely made coffee. Since I've started the intermittent fasting, milk has become very difficult for me. (laughs) Like, right. I, I, this is something I didn't expect. I was like, oh, yeah, man, milk is a gut bomb now. I can't, I can't really do that. <laughs> in fact, I've gone to lactose, lactose-free mm-hmm. milk. Uh, my daughter drinks that. It froths really well. Like, I think that's, <laughs> oh, it, it froths really
2: mm. well. If
0: you, if you haven't tried that. And it's been better for me. But I'm drinking less. I'm drinking mega a latte maybe once a week. And I'm drinking the single serves, you know. So as I'm brewing my coffee in the morning, I'm making this an espresso first to be drinking while I'm waiting for the perk to get ready. And then I drink the perk all morning. I'm, listen, I'm drinking four cups of coffee every wow. single day. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mike, pay what that do to you, me.
2: espresso before my coffee? Yeah. I have the espresso while the coffee brews. Absolutely.
0: It's a jump jumpstart. It's, it's a great way to get it. It's a great way to get the morning started. Mike, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, so we uh, we've tried a lot of them and we like them all. Actually, there's only one flavor that my wife and I both agree we're like oh, just not that great. It's the anything chocolate flavored from them we have not enjoyed. I don't know why. It just hasn't. And my wife loves like mochas and stuff like that. So uh, I was surprised she didn't like it. But we both agreed that that wasn't our thing. Our go to is they have a dark roast variety pack with Intensio, Stormio, and. Oh, yeah there's one other in there right there's a there's like Ooh. blue blue brown whatever and we we just like those and they're dark but they're not too dark um it's the darkest they make but that is our our go-to that's on re that's on reorder and then every time we go to reorder um we'll add one in it's the uh oh yeah that capsule dark roast pack right there so uh that's our that's our go-to and then we'll add it virtuoso right is that the other one that i'm seeing uh, I think so. Yep. And then we'll always add in one like the Cuba or the Mexico and man, those are, those are always delicious. Uh, but they always go way too fast. Cause we always end up going through those before we end up going through all of our regulars. We don't though. So like, we're not, uh, like this is, this is the one machine. Like we used to have just the regular coffee maker and makes a pot and stuff like that. But ever since we kind of, we've gone down to just this and I, I've yet to determine, <laughs> How much more we're paying in coffee or less, right? Because we would mm-hmm. always be dumping some of that pot out, um, and this really does just allow us to make you know the one or one more cup. Uh, you know, I don't have any problem using two or three pods in a day if I really need it to, uh, but I think it, I think it saves us a, a little bit, and we only order what we what we really need.
2: Well, yeah. and it's fresh, right? Like that's yeah. the other big thing that espresso yes. really gets on you about is that you don't have coffee going stale in the cupboard or in the package or wherever you're going to stash it.
1: We do. Yeah, and and I need to figure out a better solution. So we actually just went camping and I took a percolator, but you know, I think I did learn that the cheapest of cheap percolators uh isn't quite the best the like the heat control. That thing is either like scolding hot and burns the coffee or it's not hot enough uh, and then the handle on it wasn't that great. So I need to figure out a better camping coffee solution uh, for when we're out. I was just taking the percolator and putting it on top of our camping stove and doing that and I tried three different mornings and it, it was like, okay, still couldn't dial it in. It wasn't as good as uh, I remember some of the old percolators being. So I think I just maybe invested in a little bit nicer of a percolator probably than the, the $12 Walmart special uh, Ozark Trail That's percolator. What
0: That's what I bought and it actually stovetop works great. yours I, works good i just on the okay so it's top,
1: just me because i was wondering i'm like is this the thing or yeah. is it me I, I, I had to it was figure a it
0: out. 16 16 amazon special yeah. not one of the things they announced we'll be talking about that announcement here towards the end of the show but um uh, yeah it was it, it it actually mike i thought it was going to melt at the very first it was so thin you know the the metal was so thin i thought yeah. literally it was just going to melt when i put it on the stove I've made hundreds of, uh, of pots of coffee in that thing now. And it just kind of works. It's flavored all in. It's super delicious. I want to drink some coffee right now. Um, (laughs) Erin, iced coffee is super popular. Is there, is there a way with an espresso to do iced coffee as well?
2: You can. Um, There's a couple of roasts that they've put out that are designed to be made with ice. Um, So, I mean, you really just, making your espresso over a glass full of ice and you know, then it's kind of melting and watering it down, but that's what that coffee is roasted for. So you can do that.
0: There's a, there's one called chocolate fudge. I just got to, I got to, have you tried this one yet? I just got to, I got to bring it up. Cause it's, I don't,
2: I do not do flavored coffee. Okay, I so can't, I the, cannot.
0: This is an area they <laughs> have really been uh, really been pumping lately. This is new to them. They, kind of you know they were doing just the regular coffees but now they have so i bought some i haven't tried them yet but i if you're into frufu coffees right (laughs) if you if you're like yeah if you're going to
2: starbucks yeah.
0: Some folks are, you know, and they were this, I think this was a knock on, on Nespresso for a long time. Mike, is that what What Our do you think? Yeah. Would my, you my, ch-
1: my wife goes uh, to to Starbucks a lot. So Jimmy, if you end up liking this, I've got three boxes of this for you. Cause we, <laughs> we, we weren't a big fan. We tried, we both tried really? one and, and we were not big fans. Now I'm not a flavored coffee person either. Uh, so it didn't surprise me that I didn't like it. It surprised me that Hannah didn't like it. So mm-hmm. if you like it, I've got a bunch for you. Cause we ordered it and then it accidentally, we accidentally hit reorder forgetting we had it in our old order. And so we got another box of it the next time. So uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of those for you.
0: Okay. I have to let you know, <laughs> I had, I had to like, I had to try it. I was like, okay. And I'm yeah. not a big flavored coffee guy either, but I'm a, big chocolate fudge guy. <laughs> mm. Like, I love chocolate fudge. So I thought, well, we'll, we'll report,
2: a, report back, report we'll have back.
0: To, we'll have to give it a try. A couple of comments from the chat room. Brian Hour says, I'm just a Folgers breakfast blend. And you know, by the way, don't hear a saying in this, like, you got to go this route. I just think this was an interesting, like, it has really become, a Nespresso has really become an interesting kitchen gadget. And it's one of those kinds of things, like say, if you just want a cup, if you just want a cup of coffee, you can just Throw that in there and do it. It's, it's, and it's, and it is better than instant, for sure. Uh, but, but, you know, hey, everybody, you do, drink what you like. He drinks uh, three, <laughs> three or four. Uh, I make 20 cups at a time. Um, um, bust Out says my coffee is called soda. And for a lot of folks, this is. their that's their morning. Caffeine? Yeah.
2: Coca-Cola. I know plenty uh, of people that drink a, a Coca-Cola for breakfast instead of coffee.
0: Tony says on his day off, a big old pot for me and my wife. And um, Sarah has gotten, my wife has gotten into my, my coffee in the mornings. She, she's now, she used to not be a coffee drinker at all. And I find a cup missing from it before she sleeps <laughs> out for work. She's made, she's perked her own now and um, then saved it, chilled it, taken it as, as, as kind of oh, yeah. iced coffee. As cold brew. Yeah, as cold brew. It's not technically how you do cold brew, but I right. think that. I think that kind of works that way. Uh, uh, Ken says Maxwell House. Listen, there's a lot of, and then, man, there's a lot of arguments around, you go to Duncan, Tim Horton, Waffle House, right? Mm. Right, Star Good box. Tim
2: Hortons shout out there.
0: Uh-huh. Man after
2: my own Canadian heart.
0: Tim, I've 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 only heard. <laughs> I, I can't get to Canada
2: right now, so I don't know. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I
0: can't. Actually,
2: allowed. no, you can now.
0: Oh, really? Is it open?
2: Yes. Is yeah, open? if you're vaccinated, it's open. Okay. Well, we understand. we can't drive to the U.S. But. You- Americans can drive to Canada.
0: Something wrong about that. I'm not sure what it is, but there's just something. I know, you know something wrong about that. Um, McDonald's makes uh, also a, a fairly decent, consistent cup of coffee if you want to go that way. I don't know if I've ever had Burger King coffee, but uh, but there's different. There's all kinds of different ways. Um, Aaron, you, it looked like you messed around a little bit with the frothing. and for some folks that, and I I do enjoy good froth. Um, it one and actually, one of the things Nespresso does that I've never seen another coffee maker do is it makes coffee froth. So, for almost every time you make it, there is probably a half an inch of froth. Mike's shaking his head, it's pretty it's delicious, right? Part. I mean, isn't that oh, the yeah. best part? Is the froth the coffee froth the crema? Yeah, crema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty, pretty delicious. So Um, did you mess around with, the the different ways to, 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 to make with milk or, or whatever cream
2: I did, I tried, uh, so after I sort of got myself oriented between, okay, what does the Virtuo do? And what does the original do? Um, I ordered a machine called the Latissima one and thinking, Normally, I'm a black coffee, straight up espresso girl. I don't add anything. I will have the occasional cappuccino or latte if I'm out and about or, you know, having coffee with a friend. But normally, I'm not super interested in the milk. But I was really interested in this particular machine because it's a very slick looking machine. It's sleek. It matched my kitchen. I'm not going to lie. So I thought I really want to see what this can do. And, you know, when the in-laws come over, for example, they like to have milk with their coffee. So I thought, oh, this will be, you know, a really nice option for them. So. I got this Latissima one machine thinking this is going to be the answer to my prayers because it'll heat the milk, steam the milk, froth the milk and spit it into your cup all by itself. Except it doesn't really do either of those things. Really? It Didn't no. So it doesn't really heat the milk up very hot. I took some temperature measurements and I don't off the top of my head remember what they were, but to me when I was drinking it, it was like, tepid it was like lukewarm milk so you've got kind of hot coffee lukewarm milk it it's not a good experience and then the other thing it didn't really do is there's no foam on it like it's not foaming the milk it's just kind of spitting out the milk into your cup so i will drink a cappuccino like if i'm going to have something with milk i really like a cappuccino because just a bit of milk lots of the foam and i'm a happy camper except this didn't do any foam. And I took some video for my YouTube channel of like the results of this foam. And it's, I mean, there's just no foam to speak of. So I was really, really disappointed in this machine because you know, I I can make lukewarm milk in the microwave and that's kind of like what I felt I was getting out of this machine. The espressos were great. The machine looks fantastic, but you're paying extra for this milk service and it's subpar in my opinion.
1: Well, especially when you can compare it to, so we have the Nespresso branded milk frother. That's like the silver jug, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right. Sets on the pedestal. And it has actually, I love it. Cause it has the different settings for, do you just want to warm the milk? Do you want warm in a little bit of froth? Do you want warm in a lot of froth? And there's all the different settings for it. And that thing is amazing. My wife is in love with it. Um, I'm kind of like you. I'm, I'm just a black coffee drinker. That's all I really go for. Um, Unless I'm having a cappuccino. And so we'll make those. And that Nespresso frother is fantastic and super easy to clean. It's actually just a little magnet spinner on the inside that frosts it. Okay. Uh, so it doesn't, you just you just pull it and it doesn't, there's no like connection to the inside. So it's really easy to clean. It's, it's fantastic. So yeah, maybe the solution is the regular Nespresso with their external milk frother compared to the one built in. That's really good to know.
0: That's this one, Mike? Is that the uh, one you have?
1: Mine's a few years old, but it, in general, it looks like that. Yeah, it's actually got a handle to it. Is there a different... The arrow it? Yeah, it's is that it, top one right there. This
0: one right here? Yes, that is okay. it.
1: That thing is fantastic. And then, like uh, I said, so there it is, the three settings that you got. Works great.
0: Aaron, I use a version of this, that of just one I bought on Amazon that's very, very similar. It sits Mm-kay. on base. You put the plastic... Uh, And you can get, it it comes with a couple different kinds. You can get one that just warms the milk and froths it a little bit. So it just kind of adds a little air to it. You can get the one that whips it Mm -hmm. for like, if you want it for like a cappuccino. If you just wanted that, the milk to put on the top of cappuccino. Um, And easy to clean. Pull that, the thing is just a magnet. Pull that out, scrub the bottom, throw it back in the, the, the huh. strainer and it's clean and these I've are I've been debating
2: trying that so that's good to know.
0: This one's fifty dollars. I paid less than that. I think twenty maybe twenty two or between twenty two and thirty, which is like hundred and fifty dollars in Canada. But uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh but this has been and the, the the really nice thing about this you can do cold foaming too. So it won't mm-hmm. it, it'll just spin and keep it so it'll add air to the, to the milk or to the whatever you've got in there, uh, not heat it up. And then they're great for making hot chocolate. So if you want to throw the milk in, throw the chocolate in, like Oh this, yeah, and then warm it up and spin it, man, the, the grandkids love hot chocolate out of these kinds of frothers. So if you haven't tried them yet, you might try those and compare them uh, to what, uh, what you've already looked at. I found it. We we did one where the top it had the little frothing thing on the top, and then the bottom spun some things around, and it, it was just too much things <laughs> to clean. Like yeah, too many you know, small parts for every day. I was like, I don't want to clean this thing every day. I just want to pull this thing out, rinse it off, and toss it in the you know in the dish drainer and, uh, and and be done with it. They both work pretty well. the 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 big drawback to many of these is just the volume of them, and like you said, mm-hmm. the heat. So you gotta you know to get milk or whatever you're using, whatever milk substitute you're using to get it to the right temperature, like the hot it need it you' gotta do it over time. you don't want milk yeah. to go instantly hot, right yeah, so you got it's well, hard to do right right, yeah,
2: it's you hard to get efficient. there um to your point on alt milks, though this poor latissima one machine Jim, would definitely not be for you because you can only use cow's milk in it which I don't know if that's the situation with all of those uh, Nespresso machines where it's actually built in, but it is not built to handle alternative milks. So this would be out for you anyway. And I feel like Mike's solution with that Aerochino frother for even for 50 bucks. I mean, that Latissima 1 machine is about $600 US. So, I mean, you could get a basic Nespresso espresso machine for like 150, 200 And still buy the frother and still be way ahead in getting a better product by the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, because are there any other uh, features on that $600 model that besides the fact that it injects milk?
2: It's got, there's a bit of a bigger water tank. It'll hold a few more used pods. You know, it's got a little movable pedestal if you
1: want to use different size cups and stuff. But no,
2: no. Hmm.
1: We, are there no we, espressos that take a water line input yet? That That's what I'm waiting for. I would, oh, I would easily tap the seen. water line. We are constantly filling that thing up with water. And I just feel like and it's always at the most inopportune time when the kids are yes. hanging all over you. And you're like, I just, I can't fill this thing up right and now. And it's
2: like, really just, early you know, in the morning. Yeah, and you're so I like, coffee I just And kids yelling for Cheerios. And
1: you know, I just, yeah. <laughs> it's such a first world problem. I don't want to fill up my water tank in <laughs> my coffee maker. <laughs> but at the same time, if I had a little water line adapter, that thing would be...
0: Yeah, you Uh, definitely, Keurig definitely has that. I know they do. Oh, okay. They do. Because they have like, it's
1: almost like their commercial line, right? Like you see see those in office buildings, right? Where they're all connected to a water line Mm -hmm. and uh, they work pretty well.
0: Aaron, we had an old school Mr. Coffee uh, espresso maker uh, with, you know, so you would, you would pack, you know, you'd pack the grounds. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then, you know, put it in there and then it had a frother that was steam driven and had the, mm-hmm. the kind of the right nipple on it to be able to do it. And that thing worked really for, for as cheap as it was like right. good frothers are that's what they're on the $10,000 machines. <laughs> yeah. Like Starbucks, yeah. like good ones. A- right? And
2: you need some measure of skill to be able to swirl the milk correctly to right. get the right amount of air and steam in there. Yeah. I was never able to do that with a manual <laughs> machine. That's, no. that's why no. I gave up and moved to an, an espresso.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's, it was a challenge. I got, I would, got really good, even on that really cheap Mr. Coffee one, I got mm-hmm. really good at making at least the froth I wanted to make. But it does take a little attention, and you got to kind of do it slowly. And you're, it's like when you're cooking, you know, a a, a brisket, it's about the mm. temperature, right? Temperature matters. And if you go to Starbucks, yep. you'll see they've got a, they've got a temperature gauge in it as yep. they're frothing to make sure they get it just to the right temperature. So, there's some tricks into that as well. I think um, a, a really good opportunity here, as we think about kitchen gadgets, this is one for some folks to consider and kind of what they're doing with their coffee. But Ken asked a great question. Yeah, but with van life, is what do you do out there, Aaron? I mean, what's the what, what's the, how are you making coffee when you're out there cruising on the road?
2: Great question, Ken. Um, we have in our new van that we did, we put in a propane stove, just a two burner small stove. Um, and the tank that's basically underneath the van is kind of an oversized barbecue tank. So we've got lots of fuel. I will, I just have a really small little kettle that holds kind of enough for two cups. And I'll boil that up on the stove. And then I do pour over in the van. Um, I, I, <laughs> My, my husband and I are negotiating over whether we think the smaller Nespresso, espresso-only machine I have would either <laughs> blow the electrical system or just drain the battery after one use. So we might get there and try it, but he's like, nee. I also have a pump, um, hand pump-driven uh, Nespresso machine. Uh, it's not really a, a machine. It's... um." It's like just kind of this plastic pod. And now I'm struggling to think of what the name of this gadget is. Um, But you basically just pour. No, it's um, you pour boiling water into the bottom and it's a perfectly measured single shot. You can either use an espresso pod or your own ground coffee. And then you just it's a pump system. So you manually will pump the machine and then press the release button and it'll just make you a single shot of espresso. Now, now I got to look this up.
0: Have you French pressed before? I mean, that's also another great way of French press to to get coffee on the road because you put the grounds in, pour the hot water <laughs> on it, stir it up, wait three minutes or whatever, plunge yeah. that thing down. And have you done that before?
2: I have wow. done it. And I my husband loves French press and I can't stand it. It's mainly because <laughs> so it's about I don't you. Like, Is that what
0: you're saying? It's all about it's, you?
2: It is really... <laughs> yeah. You know what? I am the coffee drinker in the house. He will drink the coffee if it's made. If there's no coffee made, he's like, mm-hmm. but I don't like the grit in there. I don't like the sediment that you can sometimes get or the grit that will end up in it. And, you know, the residue in the bottom of the cup and stuff that I want it like pristine cup of coffee. So I, I prefer the pour over method that way.
0: Okay. I, I actually I kind of like the grit that comes. That's I know that's weird, but I kind of like the. Like the, Yeah, Mike, you're giving me a funny face. Like you're not you're not into the grit. You're into this the the pure coffee.
1: Yeah. No, it was just it was just funny because I matched what you said earlier about it, like matching your, your personality, right? Like yeah, I like the funny. grit. I like the yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> the Darn. name of the product that I couldn't think of, gentlemen, is the Wakako Mini Presso Portable mm-hmm. Espresso
0: machine. Yeah. And you like it? It works for you? you, you I you do. It's okay.
2: It requires no power. I mean, you just have to have boiling water, which yeah. is easy enough to have at most campsites. And it's super small. It compacts itself down into something that's, you know, not much bigger than a, well, it's smaller than a water bottle. So it's perfectly convenient.
0: Uh, it's sad to say I've been doing this long enough that the machine that I have is now retro modern, uh, as they say. <laughs> That, that, that launched that line of, uh, of, of pods. But this is kind of the machine that I have. It's actually got um, water on one side and then a mm. um, catch on the other for the pods. Aaron, one of the nice things about this, and, you know, some people have different views of recycling, w- whether it's working or not, but you can recycle these pods and they encourage that. Here in the U.S., we get a, uh, we get a UPS bag that we can put those into. If we don't, if we can't put them in our recycle, we can I can't, I guess I could, but I don't. I, no. I send them back. Do you, are you able to recycle those?
2: Yeah. Nespresso does. Uh, there's a Canadian program for recycling as well. And that I, I had a, I had some interesting conversations with people around recycling because I reviewed the Keurig pods um, probably three years ago now. And at that time they were not doing recycling. It's my understanding they do now with the plastics, but in our city's recycling program here in Calgary, anything that's kind of smaller than a fist is just not recyclable. It's too small for the system. So a lot of these companies like Nespresso or Keurig will tell you, yeah, it's, it's recyclable plastic, it's recyclable aluminum, but they just get blown right out of the city's sorting machines. So you, know, you can put it in your city's recycling but it's going straight into the landfill. So I do send them back. Um, and I do, we get the envelopes as well. And that was, that ended up being one of the reasons why I kind of preferred Nespresso over Keurig. Yeah. Um, because at that time it was the only option and I, I could feel a little better about sending them back.
0: Yeah, no, it's nice. Mike, I'm assuming you do the same thing, load them up in a bag and then just ship them back. You drop them you, off at UPS. They're like, you want a receipt? And I know. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just deliver the thing. I don't care if it gets there or not. Yeah, right? we
1: actually have one of those UPS little drop boxes at the end of our neighborhood. Oh, so it's nice. perfect. Oh I just put my way to work, throw it in there, done.
0: Bust Out wants to know in the chat room if I add gravy to my coffee grits, <laughs> not those kinds of grits, but the uh, I get it.
1: You know, um, you know Jim, it's that's is the only time so like if we go through a drive through and we get the wrong meal or they forget something, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Like we're just, I'm not going back. It's not worth my time. Right. Like I'm not going to circle back. I'm just going to forget it. But there have been two times where I've turned around in coffee because I'll take a sip or I'll get it and I'll get like coffee grounds in my Mm. mouth and it's happened at scooters it happens, it happens everywhere right starbucks they could all of them make that mistake but all, like that is that gets me going i don't know why that does but it's like can't ruin my morning coffee with a mouthful of coffee grits and grounds and like you can't get it out of your mouth it's it's the worst no
2: now i know it's that's like not like wine what you get diamonds a a mouthful dress, right? of wine diamonds like,
1: oh yes Ugh. yeah yep uh,
0: i must be no. weird because i kind of like it
1: <laughs> do you
0: I do. It's
1: like a little snack along I with do. the
0: coffee. Yeah, like, oh, coffee and yeah. a snack this is great. Like, oh, okay. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> a little something <laughs> extra. Yeah, you're like, okay. I mean, I don't, listen. I don't. I don't pour the grounds into my cup, right? But right. In, cool. it, with perking, you run that. You kind of run that danger a little bit of mm-hmm. getting some of the grounds in there, and you get some of that. You get a little. you, you do get a little ground dust. Uh, as yeah. part of it, cool. too, and it you know, and i i don't i I like it it it's flavorful, I don't know, so
1: you, you know it's funny there's actually well, a company right. that it's, was it's started fun. there was a company that was started from a guy who was just like you, Jim, so there was a baseball player who uh he used to use chewing tobacco when he was trying to quit. And then he found out that when he was trying to study, he was in college he was trying to study late. He would end up putting coffee grounds in his lip instead of chewing tobacco as a replacement and the caffeine would keep him up. Ah. And then he figured out, okay, well having them all loose and stuff didn't work out for us. So we put them in pouches just like you do a chewing tobacco. And that is a, they now sell everywhere as a replacement. Ah. People who are trying to quit chewing tobacco, it's called grinds. Mm. And it's, so it's like grinds and its coffee pouches. So it's, it's, you know, marketed as energy And everything like that. But, you know, that baseball player who he kind of liked that grittiness too. And uh, now it's a big national company all over. It's it's Grinds Coffee. So if you like the taste of coffee, you can just put a coffee pouch in your mouth. And almost you almost just like suck on a pouch of coffee grinds. Um,
0: And then then that's it. And you get a little energy. And yeah. (laughs) I I
1: learned
2: something today.
0: I do love the smell of just fresh ground coffee. Like there is something about... Oh yeah pulling that out, you know, you grind it up and just pull that out. And just, it's just, it's just delightful. We, um uh, one of the listeners from Ask the Podcast Coach on Saturday morning, so they do, sent me a bag of Island Coffee, E-I-L-A-N-D, from Richardson, Texas. Um, mm. Chris sent that to me and he sent me, he goes like, what do you like? I'm like, just send me your favorite roast. And they kind of specialize in, uh, in, in the roast itself and the way they do the roast. And oh my like, it was so different than, than grocery store. You know, and, the, and I don't yeah. mind grocery store coffee. I mean, I'll, I'll drink it. But holy cow, to get a, to, and I think it was 16 or $17 a bag. So a little mm. more than you would normally, probably twice as much yeah. as what you pay. But, man, well worth it. That was the one where you opened the bag, and I just mm. sat there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> God, this smells good. good. I know. (laughs) What is it? What is it? Well, all of a sudden, I want a cup of coffee. So, with that, we'll say goodbye. No, (laughs) Um, (laughs) get this. Like, man, I need some coffee now. You hear it grinding on the uh, on my desk in the background. Um, Let's see. I don't, uh, Aaron. Anything else uh, on your coffee journey uh, that you've discovered, or anything that any other advice you dispense? If you're if someone was thinking about Mm. kind of changing up, because we're, like, as we're coming out of the pandemic, and eventually we will come out of this, Mm -hmm. like, I know we've been saying this for forever. For two years, yeah. Right. um, Let me encourage, as a listener, if you're listening to this right now, do something different. Like, change for me, changing to Perk was a whole new, that kind of opened up a whole new world of things for, for, for what I was doing. And it changed my Nespresso habits a little bit and actually encouraged me to try some different flavors with the Nespresso. And I have, one of those at work as well, and so I wasn't going in as often, and it was easier to get good because at work they stopped making the coffee for a while. Like mm, it was right. like bring your own in, or and so I could make it in the Nespresso. Anything else, Aaron, that you that you might have picked up as you were reviewing these coffee makers?
2: Well, I'm I order my coffee from California whenever I mm. travel because it's there's a cafe in Los Angeles that might have expanded since then, but it's called Earth Cafe. And it's just, it's the best coffee I've ever had to the point where I think I've been ordering from there for 10 or 12 years. Um, Anytime I'm down in the States or in California, I order like a huge five pound bag and I bring it home and, you know, border services is always like, (laughs) sure, it's a giant bag of coffee. Let's run it through the x-ray machine. Um, But they have this roast called Manhattan Mud. And it's just, it's so like, it's not bitter. It's just like rich and dark. And I love a really dark, dark roast. So that's, you guys are lucky to live in America where you can order Earth Cafe directly to your home. To Getting it shipped here to Canada is very expensive and they hold it up at the border. So uh, that that's my last coffee pro tip to your audience today.
0: I think it matters. They're finding lumber in it now. So, nah, no, no, lumber's got cheaper. <laughs> I did, listen, I did go buy some, uh, some, uh, we're finishing a section of the deck and wasn't anticipating it. So I needed to get a few more boards. And lumber prices are kind of back to normal, which is, was mm-hmm. kind of nice. I was, you know, the, I, I bought three, four pieces. It was 30 bucks. And I was like, that have been one of these boards just four or five months ago. And so it seems like we're, we're getting back. Uh, speaking of getting back, so Amazon has made some announcements. Uh, Aaron, you got a part. To, you got to be a part of it. It sounded like it was maybe not your typical, or maybe it was your typical Amazon announcement day. But tell us a little bit about it.
2: Yeah, I got to attend my first virtual Amazon product announcement um, just a couple days ago, and I have to say I was blown away. I did not expect that much stuff to be announced in one media conference it was like the hits just kept on coming you they announced you know a new amazon echo show 15 and i was like wow that's pretty big that's gonna be really cool that must like they led with the big story this is great until they announced the new flying indoor drone and i'm like what and then they move on to the automated rolling robot so they've got this astro robot and then like they announced a partnership with Disney. They announced a bunch of stuff for kids like just like every 5 minutes the news conference would pivot and there would be another new product. And I was like, "Wow, this is like way more stuff than Apple has ever announced when I've watched their product announcements." And some really 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 cool stuff that I am going to be dying to get my hands on.
0: Okay, I'm I'm trying to figure out this Astro Household robot. I'm trying to figure it out. It, but it's just it's like, you know, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to the audio, you got to go to Amazon.com and just put Astro in. You'll know, first thing that pops up. It's a home security robot, but it's kind of creepy looking to me. I don't know, Aaron. What do you think?
2: Oh, I thought he was cute. He's got a little <laughs> square head on, kind of this little round rolling body with these sort of flat wheels. And in the demo they showed at the news conference, he'll just kind of roll silently around your house. And he's got this, not not in the picture you're showing us now, Jim, but in the news conference, he had a very happy, charming-looking face. He looks very friendly. Um, And what they said they've done with this is it's designed to be kind of part home security robot, part Alexa on wheels, but it's going to have its own personality. So they're not just sort of sticking Alexa on on two wheels and sending her around this robot's going to have its own personality. And the little, the little screen that sort of forms the face, I guess, is on a telescoping neck. Hmm. So you can actually raise the camera up. So one of the, the examples they gave during the news conference was like, do you want to check if your curling iron's on or you left the stove on and the head just pops up to above counter level and takes a look for you, and because it's got a camera in it, it can show you exactly what's going on. So, you know, did I leave my laptop on the kitchen counter? Are my keys on, you know, the dresser? You can send the robot around your house and go and take a look. And I thought it was pretty cool.
1: If this thing can babysit my kids, that's when uh, <laughs> you know, like, okay, don't don't worry, right? Uh, this thing, this thing will, it will be there for you. That's pretty interesting, though. I don't know. Like, I've got to. I've now. I got to go watch the video because I'm kind of like Jim. I'm kind of like curious. Like, okay, what is the use case? You know, because a thousand dollars, unlike a lot of the other Amazon products that are insanely cheap, especially on Amazon Prime Day, right? That that's that's a hefty investment. It's, that's got to be worth it. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, completely autonomous robot that is supposed to learn your space, be able to navigate. You can drive it around or it can sort of go from what I understand on like a preset path. Um, that, that's stairs? kind of appealing. I, I don't, it, mm, I bet it can't climb I stairs, but there's can't. the telescoping neck you're seeing it now.
0: or watching And on, it's, and watching the video
2: it's now. so smart. Like it's very versatile. I mean the new, the last echo show, the echo show 10 that they announced, I guess about last year at this time. I mean, that first introduced motion to these devices. And that's been a limitation of things, right? Like they've got cameras in them and they've got screens, but if you're on the other side of the screen or across the kitchen, you can't see it. So they introduced this sort of 360 degree swiveling Amazon Echo Show 10, which is really helpful. And it's got a camera in it. So you can actually use it to pan across your space and act as a security camera. But the trouble is, is it doesn't, the camera doesn't pivot very well on it. Well, it doesn't pivot at all, actually. So where if you have the screen kind of angled for you to watch videos, when you turn it on to view a security camera, it's really only going to see kind of up and behind you as opposed to what's the dog doing down on the floor. You can't take a look. So this is sort of that next iteration of what's going on in my house. Where are the kids? What has the dog done? And, you know, I got an alert that my door sensor or my window sensor opened, can the robot go over and take a look?
0: Mm-hmm. That would make sense. We're watching the video uh, uh, here. I'm um, sharing it now. Watch what we, we don't have the sound on, but I'm pretty sure the robot is judging this guy for eating the ice cream. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what just happened. That's what, like, I need a judgy robot that at 930 when I've got a, a thing of ice cream in my hand rolls over to me takes those little eyes that are on there that are creepy, (laughs) just saying, and then they turn into judgment eyes, you know, like, Jim, we've talked about this.
2: Like a personal trainer robot, Jim.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what you want. I wonder if he can train it to do that. Maybe he can put
2: a workout video on his his little face and be like, all right, Jim, snap to it. Let's go.
0: Like, come on, get (laughs) get up, get up. Because my watch already judges me. You know, like, Hey, it's been a while since you've actually moved. (laughs) You might want (laughs) to move. Like, I know you've been (laughs) awake a while. You might want to move. Um, The, the Show 15, which I'm assuming is just a gigantic screen, anything different about that? We liked, was it the 10 that was on the base? Yes, the Swimming Base. So what's the difference between the 15 and the 10 then?
2: So the 15 is because Amazon does this, the number refers to the size. So it's a 15 inch screen. You can mount it either horizontally or vertically. and it's it has what they're now calling, maybe not creatively, widgets that you can put on the screen. So depending on what you want to see on the screen, uh, you can customize it. So if you want you know your family calendar, Uh, Maybe you want the weather, maybe you want sticky notes. Sticky notes are another new thing that they've added as part of this. There's also smart home control, so you can kind of configure it to be how you want. In In a move that makes me think of the Samsung Frame TV, they've also added this photo frame element where if you just want it to sort of blend into your space and not look like tech or be obtrusive. You can just play photos and, you know, nice looking screensavers and stuff. But this, if anybody out there has seen the Samsung, uh, I think it's called the Family Hub Refrigerator or the Smart Hub stuff that they've got where it's this sort of, family portal where it's everything you need to know about your day in one screen. That's what Amazon's trying to do with this. And it's meant to be wall mounted. You can get a stand for it. It doesn't move, but it's sort of meant to be, it's almost like they're trying to bridge the gap between a TV and something like the show 10 where it's just, you know, does does anybody out there still put like the calendar up on the wall in your family home where, and you write the stuff down on it? and it's paper and it's got a prominent place in your kitchen. Yep. This is like that only digital. They, they want you to get rid of the calendar off the wall and just go with the Amazon ecosystem.
1: I could be convinced, I think of that too, but you know, for, cause Hannah and I have been trying to find a good solution for that. She's always been a, a paper and pencil person. I've mm-hmm. always been digital um with a family calendar, we've we've gone paper, we've done digital, we've we've gone back and forth on on all of those. But having something that's a good form factor for that. Cause Jim, I mean remember when we were you were doing like the touch screen in the kitchen with yeah. the kangaroo? Yeah. Right. right? Like that was right. something we were even considering doing. But yeah. like having something with that form factor. Uh now if we could tie into home assistant, that would really be even that mm. much better. I wonder if it's open source. I could hack it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mike's already thinking about mods.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Aaron, I'm thinking you've been reviewing vacuum cleaners as well, and I'm kind of stuck. Like uh, iRobot announced this $30 a month kind of subscription to you get the best. You get one of their best vacuum cleaners. You know, it, it, it that's the one that goes to the tower and it cleans itself out. And yeah. You get all the supplies that you need, 30 bucks a month, three-year commitment to it. I think they retail it at like 8 or 850 or something like that here in US. So you're paying, you know, 30 times, you know, 36 over the 3 years. You're paying a little more for that. You're getting some, you know, they cover the they cover if it breaks, they cover all the parts, some of those kinds of things. I'm really tempted. Like I hate vacuuming now. And I'm yeah. just saying that because I want a robot vacuum cleaner, but, but uh, <laughs> as we, as we think about what you've looked at, and I think you recently looked at an iRobot, do you think it's worth going a subscription model on those or do I buy them outright?
2: Hmm, that's a tough one. I mean, does I the subscription model include, you know, an upgrade every couple of years?
0: Yeah. So every three years, then you can, three they'll, years they'll, they'll give you an upgrade. Yeah, because I don't think they would last more than three years, just to be honest with you. Like, you know, I've had an Oric for, I think we were on our 12th Mm. year or 13th or 14th year of this Oric. that back in the day when they built those things to actually last for a while, you know, it had a Mm 10-year or 20-year warranty, something like that on it. Yeah. Now I just feel like this tech stuff, you buy it and, man, you're lucky if you get two years out of it before it just kind of stops working Mm -hmm. or whatever. So anyways, every three years, yes.
2: That's, so that's not bad because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't, you know, some people might be inclined to get a new phone every year, but I feel like you don't need, nor would you be inclined to get a new robot vacuum everywhere, every year. So maybe every three to five years that might make sense. So that could be worth it. I can't do the math that quickly in my head at 30 bucks a month times 36 months. If
0: it's It's about a thousand bucks, a little over.
2: So, but then you get to trade it in and keep paying the 30 bucks a month and get a new vacuum. So that's not bad. And
0: and the supplies too. Yeah. So that's,
2: that's certainly interesting to explore. Um, I've had the, I've had both the newer iRobot models, the i7, I I think, and the, the seven and the nine, the S9 plus, plus. Um, And I've had them for probably about four years now. They were the last new robots that iRobot announced before the new one that they just brought out, which is called the J7 Plus. Um, And they've been great for me. I've found them to be really durable. They've been long lasting. I haven't had issues with them. At most, I've had to replace the rollers because if you get like carpet fibers stuck in there or string and you don't get it out enough, it'll eventually sort of cut through the rubber of the rollers. Um, but their products are pretty good. I was actually really excited to hear that they had announced a new robot. I thought for sure it was going to be a mop and a vacuum in one, and it wasn't. And that absolutely floored me because all of the new robot vacuums that come out now will do mopping and sweeping and vacuuming, so I was pretty shocked that iRobot hasn't gone in that direction. But there, yeah. but there is some cool new technology in this one.
0: I, I do need a I do need a, a a dual. Now that I say this, it does need to be able to mop. Like that's one of those kinds of things that would be really nobody. It makes nobody, a huge difference. I mean, I vacuum, but nobody wants to mop in our house. Like yeah. they just hate they just hate that job. It'd be great to set up. Um, Brian, um, Brian mentioned that he, you said floored. Appreciate that. I loved in your, uh, in your review, hazard recognition and poop avoidance. That's pretty, that's pretty, how does it do that?
2: <laughs> I got to use the word poop in a review. I know, I, like it. I um, like it. It's, they've improved the mapping in this, the mapping and the um, object recognition. So there's some new smarts in this version of the robot. I mean, they've spent the last five years essentially improving on the last ones. So it's got a camera in the front of the robot now, which can do things like detect cords and cables. It can detect stray underwear on the floor. It can detect pet poop or accidents and it will avoid them. And what it does is it'll tell you you get kind of a push notification with a a photo on this new one that says hey i we i recognized an object in the room is this something that's going to be here all the time that i should know and avoid or is this just something you forgot to pick up now i'm not quoting the robot cuz it's not really that conversational but you get the idea <laughs> and you can you can mark something as a permanent thing like oh yeah we've run some cord or something there, or yes, my tower of underwear is now an art installation. Mm -hmm. Um, And it'll avoid it all the time. (laughs) Or you can say, oops, sorry, my bad. You know what? We've cleared it up. You know, go about your business Mm -hmm. for next Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's got a lot more smarts and robots are getting way better at recognizing things that we humans do. And they're smart enough to now start avoiding them.
0: So you have the J version. 7J? I do not
2: yet. Okay. I am getting it uh, probably in the next week or two. So I will definitely be putting it to the test in my house and will report back fully.
0: All right. We'll have to. I I So my good buddy, Ed Sullivan, who's a listener of the show, and I just spent a week with in Boston, keeps telling me, Jim, don't do the vacuum cleaning. You're going to be disappointed. He's like, I just feel like it's just not going to work for you. And It's now, so I, good, Jim. It's so good. Now, Aaron, Ed. So good. Ed loves it when you're on the show. This may change his opinion. <laughs> if you're trying to get. Ed. I know. I know. I just, well, I'll have to figure it out. Mike, any can thoughts? I, can I just talk to Ed for a yeah, second? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> Ed, Ed, listen to me. You you don't want to do the vacuuming. Nobody wants that. Does, does Ed have dogs? Does Ed have he pets? He
0: has a dog that sheds. In fact, I brought some of the dog home. Ed. With me.
2: <laughs> Come on, buddy. I know you need this.
0: I I, I, I'm pets, not sure
2: we have two dogs and it is a game changer for dog hair, tumbleweeds in the house. Man,
0: I am not sure that Milo, his dog sheds a lot. And it's like, that thing would just be full all the time. Like he would be, chang- but he'd that's, be that's changing, he'd be changing. That's why you got to get
2: the auto-emptying base. Yeah. It'll clean it out for you every time. You don't even have to worry well, I'm about, it. about it. Talking about
0: he'd fill that thing up pretty quick. I mean, just the. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I, I am tempted. What I might do is just buy a inexpensive, you know, a two or three hundred dollar uh, vacuum robot vacuum, and just try it, kind of mm-hmm. in the environment. Live with it and live with it for a while, and just see how it goes. It would get banished to the basement. Level and then the good mm-hmm. one would go upstairs, uh, basically for it. Um, uh, I think someone was telling me that Dyson has is has it either has one or has one coming out that will climb stairs. So, uh, like all of a sudden, you're Whoa. like, Mike, you're shaking your head. Have you seen something like that, or have you heard heard about that?
1: Well, I just I know that's that's been like the point that people have been waiting for, right? Is because yeah. it reminds me of those robot lawnmowers where it's well, what do I do with a fence? Right. Like, how do I, like, there's just the thing of there's two sections to get to, you got to move it. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you get around that? I would love one of these things. I really wish I could use one now. It's just that with my boys, the age they are, there's so much stuff on the floor. It wouldn't even be able to get around. It would try and get out of its little area and be like, nope, I'm going back to charge. Like, I'm not even going to try to attempt it. There's just toys and clothes. These kids have just, they have it everywhere. But as soon as these kids get a little bit older, it's one of the first things we're buying. Cause we also hate vacuuming. And actually our house is perfect for it because we live in a, you know, a ranch style. Once the basement's finished, we'll have to change that up. But right now it's just one main living floor. The basement's unfinished.
0: Yeah. Well, you're, you're in that spot, Mike, where you're like, do I get two vacuum? Like I want, I need the basement covered. I still, you know, we're down here a lot and our house isn't that big. I think, uh, Aaron, part of Ed's concern, I don't have a lot of square footage and it's actually probably easier to hmm. just do it myself. You know, it's one of those kinds of things like when I I I do the vacuuming here and um it it is a I mean a 30 45 minute deal to get to the whole house it doesn't take that yep. long, right? And because our house uh, is smaller, we've got, hmm. you know, like the dining room is taken up with all the chairs. That robot vacuum cleaner right. would not be able to get around those chairs. Oh, but they
2: can, they've recognized where they are. They will map what you got going on. And like, I'm not
0: giving up. I like this. Keep going. No,
2: I'm, you know what? I'm a convert because initially I was like, same as you, same as Ed. I was like, you know, I can do this stuff myself. I don't need this, but the fact that it'll do geolocation. So it'll recognize if you want to set it up this way, it'll recognize when you leave the house and it'll do the vacuuming while you're gone. So, I mean, you don't even have to be there. You can schedule it. So, I mean, I work at home now, but when I was going to the office, I had it set up so that you know, half an hour after I left every morning, it would go around and just vacuum up the entire house, and it makes such a difference.
0: <laughs> no worries, there. no worries on the dogs. It's <laughs> it's uh it's post pandemic. We we're all used to that by now, so no no worries. Well, I'll, I'm still thinking about it. It's it is one of those things that I'd like to. Every time I'm, a, it's like 30 bucks and I'm like, well, I should just pull the trigger on the thing and, you know, uh, and.
2: Can you cancel at any time?
0: That's a good question. I think that is can. a good question. I think yeah. it can. I don't think you're. Well, then I don't know. You probably it's, just
2: have to send sure. the vacuum back if it's yeah. less than, oh, for sure. you know, for sure. 12, 24 yeah. months or whatever. right?
0: No, for sure. Aaron, anything else out of that Amazon announcement that uh, that trip to trigger or anything that was interesting from a gadget perspective?
2: Um, I did think it was really interesting. It's not so much a gadget perspective, but it shows me the direction companies like Amazon are going in. They announced this partnership with Disney, where they're essentially going to create a Disney version of Alexa. So it's called Hey Disney, and it uses the Disney characters, the Disney voices. And they've sort of done this B2B business to business partnership where they're going to put Alexa devices in all the hotel rooms and all the Disney resorts. And then you can talk to Hey Disney and ask for directions to the park. You can ask what time tickets go on sale. So they're really being smart and strategic because, you know, I've stayed in hotels and it's my habit to get up in the morning and ask Google what the temperature is outside before I go outside. And I miss that. And I'm like, I'll catch myself being like, Hey, hey, no, Google's not here. So when you get that smarts now into the hospitality industry, if it's customizable, which is what Amazon is going to do with it, um, my dogs. It's okay. If it's, it's customizable for what you're doing and you can adapt it to each individual hotel property, it's going to be huge for a lot of businesses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big, I, I don't need another wake word. <laughs> You know, I don't, I do not want to, and I don't want Mickey Mouse telling me what the weather is. I just am <laughs> not, I am, I'm not, I, I don't know. We'll have to see, we'll have to kind of see how that goes with that. It seems a little, I don't know, it seems like, Mike, you got kids. Maybe, maybe this would be something better for the kids to use and yeah, and get the, and get those kinds of prompts and voices.
1: Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we are, we are a huge Disney family. Um, and for like Disney plus is usually on one of the TVs all the time for our kids. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I've been really impressed. So Jim, the one thing that uh, I was going to mention along the Amazon line is they also just launched and it's, I don't know if this is their first game. It's probably their first big game. Uh, so they launched new world. So new world is a from Amazon. So they made their own, they make their own video games now too. Uh, it's a computer game, uh, massive multiplayer online game, uh, MMO, I think is what they call it, is what the cool kids call it. And they just launched that two days ago, and it has been getting brave reviews, just just huge. So like Amazon, all of a sudden, just multiple markets, different product lines that we didn't think they'd be getting into, uh, just a lot of really interesting stuff on the Amazon front.
0: Yeah, well, it's I, it's going to be Christmas, right? I mean, Aaron, we've always had you on to kind of get some Christmas picks you know, as we kind of think about the things that are coming up around, around Christmas time, um, you know, it, it, this, boy, this kind of loads up our, our, our plate on options as we think about what's going to be available. Um, maybe a $1,000 robot isn't, uh, you know, isn't in the right price range. But, you know, a show, I think that show 15 was 250 So, hmm. I don't know, Aaron. do you have any, anything on your Christmas list that you're hoping for as we get there? Or as we think it's not it's not too early to start oh, thinking about it.
2: Maybe more coffee machines. There's <laughs> other Philips has a bunch of new. Um, they're more manual machines than anything that I would love to try. Um, you pour actual beans in and it'll do sort of more of a traditional manual extraction method. Um, so there's I think it's the Philips. Latte Go 5400 or something that I would really love to get my hands on. Um, and then Amazon also announced uh, Amazon Halo View. Halo is their um, their Fitbit version of Fitbit, um, which has been a smart fitness tracker band. Uh, the original Halo didn't have a screen. It was kind of this creepy just band thing that tracked you. But the new version has a screen and... I'm not going to lie. It lo- looks a lot like a Fitbit Charge 5. So I'd like to get my hands on that. I don't, I ha- I've not had any experience with the whole Amazon fitness ecosystem. So I'd love to try that out as well. Um, and what else? I'm always up for cool headphones. I want to get my hands on some Bose QuietComfort, big over ear cans and try those out as well.
0: All right. Mike, got any, got any Christmas uh, items you're kind of thinking about that uh, you're you're hoping Santa will bring?
1: I'm sure there's a few. Uh, They're all ham radio related. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, a headset for ham radio. So when we go out to the, do we do the parks on the air? I would love to get, you know, the, the, you know, they're kind of like those broadcast announcer headsets. They make them for the radio so you can have all your hands free to do your logging and everything. Uh, Super, super interesting, I'm sure, to a lot of
0: people. never Actually, we have quite a ham following here on the show. I mean,
1: so much so, like I said, when I was activating, someone said, hey, it's time. They responded back to me on the radio and said, hey, tell Jim it's time for him to get licensed. So there's a listener (laughs) out there. It's not going to happen.
0: It's not going to happen. I'm going to be really clear about this. If there's anything I have to study for, not interested. Not okay. mm. anymore, so you got a perfect not, shack for it in your backyard. Not, right I though. do. And I the do. The shed—that's
1: you know, really what you. I know do. the
0: smoke. The smoke shed. So yeah, it's super good. Aaron, thanks for. Can you stick? Can you stay around for a little bit of post show, or do the dogs need?
1: I can for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. No. All right.
0: We'll 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 have you hang out. I'm here. Uh, a couple reminders. One, I'm going to give a little update on some cameras. We're just going to we'll roll through that first because I think Aaron, you'll find that interesting. Uh, and then and then maybe we'll let you drop. Mike and I are complaining about our local internet service right. provider. Uh, Cox Communication. So actually, I have a good story with it. So we'll spend some time in the post-show doing that. Uh, A couple reminders before we go. Well, one, Aaron, thanks for, thanks for just coming on. It's always great. It's great having you. I appreciate you coming out. Thank
2: you guys for the invitation. It's one of my favorite things to do. So thanks for having me back. You're,
0: you're one, you, you are our favorite guest. Let's just be really clear about that. So uh, a couple reminders. One, (laughs) if you do need uh, hosting, uh, Maple Grove Partners, secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust, of course, it's Christian, uh, inflation is happening everywhere in the world, except at Maple Grove Partners. Plans, still $10. You, it's $50 Canadian. But that will get you everything that you need uh, to get a website going. And so uh, check it out. Um, and if you need that, maplegrovepartners.com. Tell them you heard it here on Home Gadget Geeks. And uh, Christian will smile as he's setting it up. He appreciates uh, that as well. We, uh, let's see, was there anything else I needed to cover? We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. We want to thank those who came out live. Don't forget, if you are a Patreon subscriber, we always appreciate that. If you want to become one and support the show, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. You can get signed up there. We just got one $5 plan. It's uh, super simple, and uh, and it's always appreciated. Eh, maybe that, uh push me over the top for a robot vacuum cleaner. If you support us on, then I can have buyer's regret when, after I get it, I'll be like, Oh, I don't know. Aaron. Oh, Aaron talked me into this. And, uh, blame me. Blame me. uh, I will. We, uh, we'll be back next week. we got a full slate of shows coming up and uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us live. If you listen to the recorded version, you might want to head out to the live channel to catch the post show with that. We'll say goodbye.